0: Good afternoon, good morning, I'm mean, saying evening because it's evening as we record it really Episode 199 of Dude and a Monkey, my name's Ian Loring and as always I'm joined by
1: Matt Foster, hello everybody
0: Yes, um, so, good one this week um, We're going to be reviewing uh, Kong Skull Island, the summer blockbuster coming out in March um, And also, if, uh, we're doing Catfight aren't we? We are indeed, you, yeah. We did get to catfight. Cool, yeah. Forgot to check before I started did, yeah. The so this is the Anne Hesh um, Sandra O oh, um, film that came out in I think limited release and on demand yesterday. So um, well, yes, well, Saturday the eleventh the as we record this. But so yeah, we're going to be um, talking about catfight as well and uh, a bit of what we watched in you know the huge. Um, so. My life's basically been taken up by Zelda this week, and been (laughs) taken up by work, so I think I've probably had the better week. (laughs) That's that's cool that
1: that you're getting on with your your Switch and you managed to, well, do you know what? I I, I bought earlier this week, uh, I bought Becky, um, the New Resident Evil game, uh, and I bought it from... I bought it from game and I didn't realise until after I paid for it and the guy was like it, he was talking uh, to somebody as he was phone my RSE and I thought right I, I, I'm, I'm usually just quite chilled out with customer service in sort of places like this but he's taken an awful long time to sell me just a game too busy talking to the other person that works here and a guy who I think is from Sainsbury's about um, a Nintendo Switch Yeah. this is a little bit and then I started thinking, hang on a minute Nintendo Switch, game terrible customer service, wait a minute shit, am I allowed to be shopping here? is this breaking some kind of code? no, I think you're
0: okay <laughs> even though you would have paid over the odds how much did you pay for it?
1: Uh, the New Resident Evil game, I think I paid about 40 quid I think mm. I, I tend to not look when I'm buying stuff now just in case
0: yeah, game. Unless it's like one of their like headline kind of sale things, they tend to be quite expensive. I wonder how much is it. Yes, yeah, forty. Okay, forty one seventy nine on Amazon at the moment. So I will let you off. Let
1: yeah, I think, off. I, paid, I think I paid a couple of quid more than that, but it was just because um, usually just odd on Amazon. But I think it was one of those spur of the moment kind of purchases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Becky um, decided she wanted it.
0: How's she finding it?
1: Yeah, love it, yeah. Really liking it. Oh, fucking fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, but she, she loves horror games, so... Yeah,
0: yeah, fuck
1: that. Yeah, yeah. She, 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 she was playing and um, doing the bunny ears thing. She was going to play it for half an hour the other day, um, which ended up with me watching... Um, going, well, do you want me to just watch a film on the iPad? No, well I'm gonna go upstairs and watch something. Oh don't, don't, don't watch some upstairs because then then it feels like I'm you know, I'm only gonna be like half an hour. So alright now, I'll just watch like an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine or something on my iPad. I watched four episodes thought eventually going, like, it's ten past twelve, I'm gonna go to bed now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was like, I'll be up in like half an hour. I swear to god it was like three in the morning when she got up. It sounds but yeah, that's
0: fucking how I do it when I get on one. I mean, I don't know, I mean like Zelda's fucking like literally I was on the train. It's it's so weird playing something that looks like that on a train. But I went up a mountain. And I was up the mountain. And then it started raining. So I started slipping down. And then I was on like a perch bit where I could like kind of hold on. And I just had to wait until the rain stopped. (laughs) I don't don't think I said that. I, I talked about that last week. But maybe I did. But just fucking having to just wait until rain stopping before you can continue climbing and yet still fucking loving it. I don't know, it's weird. But yeah, it's a hell of a thing and Lottie's very pumped about Mario Kart 8. Anyway, um, she fucking loves Mario Kart. Um, so, let's talk Thanks, about man. trailers. Um, I think we should maybe start with The Fate of the Furious, the or Fast and Furious 8 as it is known over here. the The trailer which completely... Disappears up its own ass in the most wonderful way by literally soundtracking the entire trailer with a song <laughs> where the person is screaming bullshit repeatedly. Um, yeah, glorious, absolutely glorious. I I'm very concerned about the reports that this is two hours and forty minutes long. Um, but maybe One I the
1: pre- previous ones have been around about that.
0: I don't know, man. They've been more like two and a quarter. Like it, It's like you go over two and a half hours and you're getting into Christopher Nolan territory. It's, <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Ooh, I mean, there we go, then. What do, you, what, do you reckon, what do you reckon the chances are that Fate of the Furious is longer than Dunkirk?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Dunkirk, I reckon, is going to be about three. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I, it just... I'm kind of ready for it now like there's some reason why Dom is teaming up with Charlize Theron there's some reason I just want to know what it is
1: yeah it's clear that it's not you know that's the thing is we already know that it's not that because there's there's two other movies to come after this so Mm. uh, we know that it's nothing to do with what is it yeah, um, but yeah, as, as a trailer, um, I don't know. It's the thing is the trailers. Uh, it's big. It's huge. It, it's just I'm watching going, it going. It, it's been from like number five on a pretty much a fucking a straight arrow of ridiculous fun um, that is just kind of. It has taken on this weird kind of journey that's just been so much fun that you've al- allowed it to get away with a little bit of stupidity. And it, it it feels a little bit like this one. I don't know. I'm more hoping that this isn't... that the, It, it manages to get through the next three movies without running out of steam. And it, this is the one where I'm going, ooh... Is this one that's doing because they've run out of bad guys that they're now having to create a new bad guy by using one of their own bad guys?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, there's certainly that, but I, I don't know. I mean, like the fact that Helen Mirren's in it, um, you know, which, which is mental. Jason Statham teaming up with them, I think is going to be interesting. I, I, I'm i certainly, I'm up for it, Um I am ever so slightly worried that it is going it, to... It, it, it will crawl up its own arse, though. But I, I I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It, it's next month, isn't it? It's April that it's out.
1: Yeah, it's April.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, there's not long to wait anyway. Um, so, yeah, that is... Uh, that is the Fate of the Furious, whatever you want to call it. Um, Geostorm, did you see that?
1: I haven't seen the Geostorm one, no. It's
0: barely anything to it. It's just basically just effects. Um, yeah. Whatever. We'll, we'll see. But what, what what have you? What else have you seen, man? Uh, the uh, very brief
1: uh, thirty second trailer to uh, Bright, uh, the Netflix oh. original movie. Um, yeah, like I say, it's, it, it's very much. Um, <laughs> it's like thirty seconds, so uh, it, it it looks. It looks like we expected it to look like. To be honest, um, what else have I seen? Uh, Salt and fire. Uh, there's no um, it's just music in the break for this one the new uh, Michael Shannon Werner Herzog film um, that's out later on this year um, Michael Shannon Werner Herzog, yeah I'm all in don't matter what it does uh, at all uh, I'll be watching that for sure uh, what else did I see um, oh the right, go on then been, this has been kind of like creeping around all fucking week. They build up to this atomic blonde trailer. What did you oh, think? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it looks alright. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't <laughs> get what people are losing their shit about. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm there as well. Yeah.
1: I, I, I was watching it going, huh? So, I get it. It's taken or John Wick with Charlize Theron in the lead role. <laughs> a little bit dull-looking, really, yeah. to be honest. I just, uh, it, I don't know. I don't know. It, it seemed a little bit like it was trying way too hard. Like, like this is a film that Charlize Theron has said to her, her agent, I want you to find me this movie. And he's gone, um, we've found this. And she's gone, it's perfect. Just walked out the room and he's gone. That's a piece of shit. Hmm. It, yeah, no, not not feeling it at all. Don't know what people are losing this no. shit <laughs> about.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, like I'll, I'll I'll watch it. It's the guy who co-directed John Wick before he does Deadpool two. So there's some interest there. But yeah, I
1: ah I, uh, is it is it that uh, yeah, right? Yeah, that
0: I, I think that's probably what it is that's getting people excited. So well. We'll see, I don't know. I'm just. I'm worried. It's one of those ones that it's going to play at a festival, and people are going to say it's one of the best action films of the last twenty years, and it turns out to be, yep, fine.
1: Yeah, fine. This is, this is a great six and a half out of ten movie. I'm yeah. glad everyone got so excited about this.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's the raid two all over again. Cough, cough. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I think that's actually about it from me. Oh no, I rough think it night. Is from me. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to watch it in the cinema, but I'll watch With girls. it at home.
1: Yeah, I'll... I'll I, I, do you know what? I know I'll watch it. I know I'll watch it. I just... It's... I don't like Gillian Bell, is it? The name is? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't get her thing. Um, I don't get what it is that she does. I'll bring this to a table. Um. It does look very much like very bad things, but with girls, I like very bad things. So, um, yeah, it, it it might have enough laughs in there, but like I say, I'm not going to rush to the cinema to see it.
0: Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, so we shall move, move right along to Kong Skull Island, uh, directed by Jordan Voigt-Roberts. Starring Tom Hiddleston, um, Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, John Goodman, John C. Riley, kind of ridiculous fucking cast. Um, The kid Mm. from Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl, um, it was fun to see him in there. Um, And uh, others. Uh, Oh, Toby Kebble as well. Um, So, what is it that. So, it is. Yeah, it's Apocalypse Kong basically. Um, they go to an island because it's uncharted and they don't know what's on there. And what's on there? It's a big old Kong, but it's not just a big old Kong. It's also John C. Riley. It's not just John C. Riley. It's a bunch of other CG monsters. It's not just a bunch of other CG monsters. Oh no, no, well, it is just another bunch of CG monsters. Um, and then okay. there's a post-credit scene where it's like, well, there's going to be more monsters or um, spoil us all the time um, so Kong Skull Island it's a big monkey so you know it's already a three star film for me um, <laughs> automatically but uh, Mark what do you think? well it's the
1: thing is it, it's a strange one, this one for us because it's automatically a three star movie because it's uh, it's a big monkey for you Uh, and it's automatically a three star movie for me because it's a fucking Vietnam movie Um, the film is set at the end of Vietnam Mm -hmm. Um, and what Jordan White-Roberts has done is he's made a Vietnam movie that stars Samuel L Jackson John Goodman Toby Kebbell, who's not in it enough by the way uh, Shea um, Wiggum and King Fucking Kong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It's. There's so many. It, it, he's he's throwing so many standard kind of uh, Vietnam tropes at it. So you've got the heavy instances from Apocalypse. Which now with the you know, helicopters flying at the sun. You've got the fire in the sky with napalm. Um, you've even got fucking white rabbit is in there, uh, which I, I was almost clapping at about like a lunatic. Um, yeah. But you've also got King fucking Kong, um, and other weird creatures. Um, I, I thought it was fantastic. Um, and I, I genuinely wasn't, I was expecting to really, really enjoy it. Um, but I, I I was coming out, and I was thinking to myself, right, um, can I think of a, a single moment or part of that movie? For a start, off, I was gobsmacked when it started to end, and I thought, I think it was like two hours fucking long. And I looked at my watch, and I was like, oh, shit, it's been on for two hours. Um I think it's for what it's trying to do and what it's trying to achieve, when you compare it to Godzilla, which I also really quite like, to be honest, uh, but the second time I watched Godzilla, it started to fall apart. I don't need to watch it any more times because I'm fine with it. As is, I think if you watch it more times, it'll completely fall apart. Whereas Kong Squad, I think, is is perfect at what it's trying to do. It, it's a great B-movie, monster movie that happened to be set in Vietnam or at during Vietnam, uh, and um, it cost nearly two hundred million dollars. It's just so fucking weird.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is a bizarre film where yeah, it it's just it's a monster movie. It's a Vietnam movie. The two ostensible stars of the film are overshadowed by the supporting cast and Kong himself. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I don't really blame Hiddleston or Larson for that. It's just, I. No, their the, 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 characters, they're, they're, they're characters aren't really all that interesting. Um, no, yeah. they're, 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 they're both very good in it as well. Yeah, I mean, they're fine. You know, you I, me wrong, what I mean, they like, do, what they do, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like Tom Hiddleston gets some, like, moments. Like, there's that one bit where he's got the gas mask on and he's going, like, going around, like, killing all the, the skull crawler things. Uh, you know, so yeah. he, he gets those. But I mean, I did feel bad for Brie Larson just because, you know, she was filming this while kind of like on the tail end of the Oscar camp, uh, trail for for Room, um, hmm. and it does. I do wonder if Brie Larson would have accepted this role after winning her Oscar. Um, hmm. I, I genuinely because it. Why? I mean, well, I mean she's. She's fourth build. Um, she feels like she feels very much like a supporting character, but but because I mean, th- there is the other woman in it as well. But I mean, she she is peripheral. Um, but you've got her, and she feels she feels very much like a supporting character. Whereas she's going to be Captain Marvel.
1: Well, that, that, that's fine, but but after Captain Marvel, I think she wouldn't be fourth build. But I think. Now, I I think a wider audience still don't really know that much who Brie Larson is, whereas they do know who Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson, and to a large extent, I would say John Goodman are. Yeah, yeah, no. I I, I, I saw this, this criticism from a few people saying that she didn't have that much to do, and I thought she actually did have quite a lot to do. To be honest, I was a little bit
0: surprised at that, what, that criticism I mean, that. What, what, uh, To be fair, what does she do? She takes some... I and mean, it is this is not, not a real Larson. She in in comparison to
1: Hiddleston, uh, pretty much, I'd say, except she shoots the <laughs> fucking... the, the skull crawler thing in the face, saving everybody. Oh, I don't remember that. Climbed, okay, and, shooting, and shooting up the... You know, she climbs up the thing to, to set off the flare, sets off the flare to... look okay, where they are, so she goes on that big climb on Then... The school, that's the school crawler thing, uh, or whatever we, we, we want to call it, uh, is racing towards everybody, about to kill them, and Kong's foot, and then she shoots it in the face. So essentially, she kind of saves everybody.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. I mean, it, like, it, it's... <laughs> I, for me, she did not leave that much of an impression. Neither did neither did Hiddleston.
1: Well, that's uh, what that's what I'm saying. In comparison, I think to I think the the, the thing is, it's you, you summed it up perfectly a few minutes ago when you said that the thing is, the two stars of the movie aren't actually the stars of the movie. No, uh, no. The stars of, of the movie are, if anything, um, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. And, to an extent, you could. If you're gonna pick another one, uh, actor-wise, I'd say that John C. Riley had more to do. Um, is it um, what's his name? Who played um, E in Straight Outta Compton? Oh,
0: Jason. Jason.
1: Jason. What was his name? Is it Jason Mitchell? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. Um, him. I, I thought he had uh, more kind of presence to do. I, it's a this is it, it's it very much is kind of like um, it, it's very much an ensemble piece yeah. of doing it, which is a weird way of doing this kind of film.
0: But I mean, like say, saying all this, I I had a fa- fucking fantastic time with it. Um, you know, it is. Good. Yeah, I mean, it's a silly film. It's, yeah. it is derivative, but it fucking yeah. knows it is. Um, oh yeah, it's you, know, a I, sort of no illusions at I, all. No, I, I mean, I, I don't believe Voight Roberts for one moment would say that like his his Im, like his influences weren't his influences. But the way he combines it all together, I think, is very interesting. There are some really interesting shots in this film. The like the editing is is really interesting it feels it's the like in terms of pacing and like visual dynamism i i think it's one of the most kinetic blockbusters i've seen in ages the thing just fucking flies
1: yeah it it, it really does
0: um i think as soon as, as as soon as the helicopters are going in you know it's just off for the next hour and a half until it finishes and it. I mean, brilliant. You know. I mean, there's the occasional moment of downtime, but he, he, you know, even that is interesting stuff. And I mean, Jesus Christ, what an opening to going into the island, and then there's Kong. It's none of this like mm. fucking mystery about it. No, it's just, it, yeah, there the, he is.
1: There's no hiding of the monster, which I think is a really fucking. It, it's a brave. It's it, it's almost like done Wright Rockwood as kind of he's his idea is is fantastic in the sense that he's gone, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, do you know why we always make mistakes with, with, with having things like Kong or Godzilla or anything like that? We spend ages showing just a little bit and a little bit here, a little bit, and then have a big reveal and everyone's gone an hour going, I just want to fucking see Kong. I just want to fucking see Kong. I just want to see Kong. And then going, oh, is that it? Is that, it? Is that Kong? Huh. And it doesn't here. It goes, I just want to see, oh my fucking God, it's Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally Kong right in my face. And it it doesn't just show you him right in his face, it shows you him right in your face just loads of times. And it makes him a... It brings him in, rather than just being the the thing that's that the, the movie's about, it makes him a, a bit of a character within it, which sometimes they haven't with these kind of things. I mean, I didn't feel like god was a character in Godzilla, whereas I did feel like Kong was a character in this.
0: Yeah, yeah no, I mean, like, if, if, if they're setting up Kong versus Godzilla... To basically be Kong being almost the good guy, Godzilla being the bad guy, or something like that. I I could see that in this. Um, you know, I like the fact that he's not. It's not just like I hate all men and whatnot. It's like if you come in and try and fuck my shit up, yeah, yeah. I'm going to attack you. i always I'll leave you be. You know, I mean, and I I, I you know I like that. Um, I I that I mean that the introduction to Kong. I mean, apart from the like the opening pre. Title bit is 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 brilliant, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, even just it kind of sounds cheesy, but you know the the, the shot of Samuel L. Jackson looking up at him and literally fire is in his eyes, um, mm. and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it's it's great, and I think Jackson plays that really well. The whole kind of like he's going in for what, like he wants one last battle because Vietnam didn't go didn't go well, and yeah. his men die for it. So, and you know his character doesn't want to blame himself. So he's just going to put all his hate and anger in in, in, it against Kong. And then the way he's dispatched is brilliant. It, 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 you know, it's just Kong's going to squish you. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean,
1: that's, that's how insignificant you are to Kong.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. They don't like, they set it, they like, they're setting it up as like this, like almost giant battle kind of thing. And then it's like, weirdly to say, realistically played out. It's like, what do you think would happen if it was Samuel L. Jackson versus Kong? Yeah, Kong's going to fucking squish him.
1: Yeah. Done. Absolutely. And also, like the fact that with Jackson, they, they they don't overplay his descent into fucking madness. He is just... You know, he's not gone mad. He's just lost sight of sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and, that's and the, the fact thing. that you've
1: I mean, got everyone f- going along with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like the... the, the you know there's the there's it Tom Hiddleston manages to talk him down on a couple of occasions you know it's it's not um you know um fucking uh, Michael being in the in the abyss just getting like the yeah. pressure fever or whatever the fuck they call it in that and just going completely not yeah yeah but yeah 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 it's what I call it pressure fever I prefer that um <laughs> yeah you know yeah, exactly it's it's realistically played and he still cares for his men throughout. Yeah, you, know, you, get, I, I, you get
1: the feeling that if, if, if they hadn't met with Toby Kebbell, Toby Kebbell would have been the one that would have been able to talk him down from it.
0: Yeah, straight up.
1: Like, fully, don't go,
0: this is stupid. No, I want to see Billy. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Um, so, I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, like I say, it is derivative and it's knowing of its influences. And if you were being snobby about it, sure. Like you could. There's plenty to take like to criticize the film for from that point of view but it is just kind of just wanting to entertain um and i think it does so pretty mercilessly um looks great sounds great the dolby atmos i fucking watched it in was stunning um it was yeah 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 uh, yeah it just it's it's a treat um I'm glad that it's not been released in the summer movie season because it does kind of feel like if it's opening up against a Marvel film, then it could maybe get a bit drowned out. And to be fair, it opened a week uh, a week after Logan, but it seems to be finding its place. Um, you know, is it as good a film as Logan? Yeah. No, it's not. Um, it's more. You know, fun it's, than Logan. it's a totally different. Yeah, it, it's it's a different. It's it's a totally different type of film. Um, yeah. yeah, even though it, they're both blockbusters, a... they are very different.
1: Yeah, because um, well, I mean, the, uh, Logan's a very strange blockbuster. It sense of it's it's a blockbuster character in a non-blockbuster movie almost. Um, and this again, but again, it, it it's another interesting way of, of telling a story. It, it, it's it's the evolution. It's almost like the blockbuster film has gone from being, or, or this is this is the evolution of the blockbuster movie, mate, of it going from being um, just a temple summer, you know, maybe it's released in a three-month period that is there, that essentially is it, that its main selling point is, look how much I cost. Look at what is going on in me. It the, the, There's actually a weird kind of fucking actual ideas and interesting, you know, Jordan Boyd Roberts has directed one movie before Kong, and yeah. it was Kings of Summer. I am right in that, aren't I? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So the director of Kings of Summer, a critical indie that didn't make that much money, right, was given $185 million to make a fucking King Kong fucking movie, yeah. and he made Apocalypse Kong, right? This movie is released in 2007 or 2003 or even I would say 2011. It's a fucking catastrophe. But for some reason now we've kind of become because so many blockbusters nowadays, it, you know, the season starts like you say in sort of February, almost March, and then runs right the way through to kind of September. You've got a six month period where. You, where it's kind of they've made them more interesting. They've given them something else, and there's certainly there's a lot of really interesting shit going on in, in Kong: Skull Island. There's the visuals are great. The story isn't just hey look there's Kong, but what's going on? No, you didn't hear me. There's Kong, yeah, but I want a little bit of fucking Kong. Hmm. There's fucking story. There's there's interesting enough going on. There's some fucking great looking um, like you say visuals there. I, but personally, I thought one well, of the his character's entire thing was uh him you know I, I i'm looking at going this you know this guy this actor was made for a a vietnam movie mm-hmm. and here he is in one that isn't really one but he's still playing it like he is absolutely just in a movie and it works really well i was almost disappointed for him that when he went for his big moment with his uh, grenades, that he just kind of got swatted away. But it, it, again, it falls back down into the pattern of, look. That was quite... We're going in there. Though. Yeah, it was. As, as as guys going in there, you know, man is going there to kind of take it over, and it's like, it, it, it will literally just squash you or swat you away like you are nothing to them. Hmm. No,
0: yeah, it's... I. I I, yeah I I don't know I mean it's there's not I suppose there's not much more to say about it really it's just Kong is very much the star but there are really really good character actor performances in it I mean John C Reilly is a who Um, John Goodman kind of wasn't in it as much as I thought he was going to be I suppose it's um, his character kind of feels like slightly another antagonist that you only really needed to kick off the story. Um, Yeah, you you almost forget he's there Um, a a little bit. But he's fine when he's on, I suppose. Yeah, that's
1: it. I love John Goodman. I think he's absolutely fantastic. Hello? I'm just saying, uh, um, I'm a huge John Goodman fan. I think he's fantastic. Uh, I I think he's one of the most rated, but still massively underrated actors out there. Um, But even I'll admit, in this... There was a point where he, he hadn't been in it for a while and then they, they turned around to him when he was there and I was like, Oh fuck, I totally forgot John Goodman was even in this.
0: Yeah. I
1: completely yeah. forgot about his character. I think it was when they went into the actual um the uh the, the pit thing that the mass kind of fucking grave thing with all the um Kong's relatives in it. Uh-huh. And it, and he was there and I thought, Oh. Oh yeah, he is with the Al Carsha. Mm. Um, what did you think to the uh, post-credits? Um, Being yeah, right a, at the end of the credits.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was all it was all right. I mean, it was a bit like, well, obviously a mass audience probably doesn't know that they're tying Godzilla in with this. Um, I mean, also, mass audiences don't know that, that there's post-credits in things because the screen that I went to, I went to
1: uh, Friday night, I went with Isabel and Becky. Um, uh, all three of us went to see it. Um, and, um, it was a pretty packed screening not full but you know I would say 70% full in one of the sort of larger uh, screens at view um, and by the end of it there was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 6, 7, 8 including me and Bex and Isabel uh, still sat there at the end and even the staff had come in and were cleaning up um, sort of like during the credits mm. and then the lights went back down, and one of them still continued to sweep up quite loud while the post-credits were on. Nice. To which I did kind of go, if I'd come out and I'd have been a little bit more, and I hadn't been so taken up in that I'd just really enjoyed it on, I would have been straight over to the fucking counter and gone, yeah, can I have my money back? Because the film didn't finish, and there was a good seven or eight minutes where your staff were just in there fucking cleaning. That's I know there's credits, but there was a post-credit bit, so... I paid to see the entire fucking movie, not to see all of it, and then the bits that you don't think are important,
0: mm.
1: which is a little bit shitty. I, feel. I mean, well, no, quite.
0: I mean, what, what, what did you, what did you think of
1: it? <sighs> I, 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 for a start off, I'm not a fan of uh, of post credits. I don't mind. I, I, I can get away with mid credits. So do your fucking jazzy fucking credits that you're gonna do the do the people that you deem are important that works on the movie then have your mid credits then have the rest of your credits if you want to do that fine but you've got all those credits and then you get to that bit at the end there is a little bit like I'm going to win it um, was that it? <laughs> was that yeah, it? you I mean- I'm, it, it, it felt a little bit, I don't know, it felt a, a little bit like a, a bit of a, they were having a bit of a joke with themselves almost, and it, it, it's, I expected a little bit more. If you're going to do, do that post-quits, at least have for a reason, not just feel like they're tacked on.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, I mean, all it's basically saying is, yeah, there are other monsters around, including Godzilla. So yeah, you've just had to sit through 10 minutes of credits for this.
1: Yeah, and I, I, the thing is, while the credits are going, I was kind of... Really, I'm going to be honest, I not pay that much attention to credits. To, you know, people don't. There's no fucking, what is it for that? It's not disrespectful against the fucking second best boy or kid or anything like that at all. It, it's just, you you, you you, worked the movie, you got paid for the fucking movie. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm not going to be there. But I was looking through it, and I did see... Um, oh, um used to the images of Godzilla, at Mothra and somebody else um, <laughs> kindly provided by blah and I thought, well, they were in the movie so they're clearly in the post credits then, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So having That's actually, for, so sit me through the entire fucking credits, right, to get to the last fucking special fucking thanks bit, there you've now spoiled the fucking post credits for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. There was, there was that I was a little bit well fuck you uh, but you know it was it's it's all it's all good um but yeah I, I overall I thought it was fantastic I really really enjoyed it I was I don't think I was pleasantly surprised but what I would say is um I didn't expect it to be quite as, as entertaining as it was
0: yeah I mean I was relieved um definitely not shit and definitely not um, shit yeah. Yeah, I'm. I I will watch more in this universe.
1: Happening. Oh, oh yes, Michael Doherty's doing the next one then.
0: Sorry, Michael,
1: Michael um, yeah. Doherty, Yeah, yeah, for Godzilla, yeah, yeah.
0: King of Monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh hell. That's that. Gareth Edwards, Jordan Boyd Robert Roberts, and Michael Doherty
0: doing the first three in this franchise is really fucking interesting. Yeah. God knows who they're gonna to get to do Kong versus Godzilla.
1: <laughs> yeah who fucking knows I'd, I'd,
0: I'd be up for Void Roberts this going... to be honest so I would but I, I'd I, also kind of like I kind
1: of like the idea of him just kind of like doing it bouncing around different directors
0: yeah oh no no for sure yeah no I, I, yeah same but um, I mean if he was announced I'd be 100% fine with it
1: oh yeah I wouldn't I would have a problem with that I I, really I, 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 I mean, like King of Summer so I'm now very much um in for whatever else he's going to do next uh, our audience uh, was surprised at this one actually. Uh definitely not shit fifty-eight percent, uh touching cloth twenty-six per cent, and shit sixteen per cent.
0: Yeah, it, it's some people aren't um, into it. Yeah, it's it's not been universally praised for sure. So fair mm. enough. I don't I don't see it myself, but like I mean, like I said earlier, like if 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 you want it to be not happy with it there are things there are things you could point to I just don't really care
1: yeah yeah I'm I'm the same on that I would I I, I would struggle to see how you would not get some enjoyment out of this uh, unless you're just just a miserable person
0: well you're the one who said it Uh... yes I am the one who said it
1: so when you when you give us a snarky review uh, it was me who said that
0: there we go. Uh, so moving on, and uh, we're going to take a look. i uh, going to have quite a different uh, tack now. Um, we're going to have a look at uh, Catfight, which is directed by Oren o- 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 Turkle I'm going to say um, Oren Turkel, yeah. And stars, uh, good stuff. And stars, Anne Hesh, uh, Sandra O, oh, Alicia Silverstone, uh, Dylan Baker and Titus off of uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt um, so Catfight um, takes place in three separate parts uh, with the lives of Sandra O's character who starts the film married to a businessman and she's rich and kind of a drunk um, and Anne Hesh, who's a painter uh, who's an artist who's Art is not going super successfully. Um, they used to know each other, uh but were friendly in college but then became not friendly, and they run into each other at a party in two different circumstances. Uh they have a, 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 a drunken fight and uh it kinda kicks on from there. Uh I don't think that's a spoiler, um, you know, given the title. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Catfight, I got sent uh, a screener link. I, I, I have a written review, which I think is on Screen Jammer now. Um, so, there's, there's that, but obviously we're going to talk about it. Um, so, Mark, what, what, what do you think about Catfight? You, 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 you were pretty up for it when I was talking about it last week. So, uh, yeah, I'm intrigued to see what you made of it in the end. Yeah, I, I was up for it because I, what I, the brief bit I read about
1: it said it was like Fight Club with, with girls. And I thought, I'm for that. If that's got Sandra O oh and Anne Hesh in it. <laughs> it <laughs> fight Club fight with club girls. With, that,
0: okay. Fight Club with girls.
1: And I thought, yeah, that's, what it's, that's that was a little little snap thing I, I read. I saw the poster and that was it. And I didn't read anything else about it. I thought, yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah, it, it, it's not that.
0: No, it's not. <laughs> it's it's not. really
1: not. It's, it's, it's really, really not. It's, it's, it's so far not bike Club, but with girls. And I kind of, I, I only, I, I, when I was watching it, and it's like the opening bit, out like that, and all I was thinking was, fucking hell. These people are just horrendous fucking cunts, all of them. They're terrible people. I don't like any of them. And then once it happened, I assumed that what would happen there is they'd realised that that's it. They really got off on this, not not sexually, but just it gave them that energy to get off and fight, and they formed like some kind of fight cl- club therapy thing. No, it, it, it won't that at all. It didn't go that way at all. It is just more fucking middle class whining. <laughs> and I was the more and more it went on, I was just going. There isn't. All this is showing us is. These are all terrible people. Here's some terrible sound effects of them hitting each other with literally zero fucking consequences. Oh, but there are consequences. But there aren't really, are there? There aren't real consequences because I'm sorry, if you throw a fucking rock into Sandra O's face, she doesn't get up and fucking run seconds later. Oh, it's... I, 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 I haven't read your review. Because I don't read reviews as far as seen films. And I I, I thought, should I read his review before we talk about this in the podcast? No, I won't. I will wait and hear what he says here. But it's... Oh, God. It's so fucking whiny. And just... I was hating pretty much everybody in it with equal amounts. And then Alicia Silverstone started getting more screen time. And I realised I wasn't hating people with equal amounts. The only person who comes out of this half-decent is Dylan Baker because he was quite amusing, the fact that he kept on just saying, when well, they kept on going, well, what's going on? You've just come out of the coma. Well, what do you mean? You've just come out of the coma. Well, I don't, I don't know what's going on. That's because you've just come out of the coma. <laughs> I need to go now. <laughs> that was about it. But, yeah, what did, what did you think of this? I gave it a
0: seven out did you of
1: know seven. It was? you <laughs> You're kidding me
0: um yeah all right oh, I, I, I i completely oh just sorry two six yeah it, yeah, she all right, oh, she just woke up, fuck, oh, you still there bud yeah here yeah. yeah okay, so yeah, um I, yes, I gave it a seven out of ten. I completely one hundred percent see why this film would make you tea fitch. Yeah. I totally do. I'm not gonna di- I'm not gonna fight you on that. The thing is, I was I I I thought seeing Anne Hesh and Sandra O oh actually top lining a film together, I thought was quite was was interesting and I thought yeah. they were good. I thought they the thing is everyone in this film is a dick everyone mm. um yeah. you know that, that, and I, I think the film is pretty uh, it has wears that on its sleeve i think that oh, it's, 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 it's certainly not trying to hide it no i i i think that it's liberal politics do like get frankly pandery at times um yeah, don't, there's, there's don't. a certain
1: party scene uh, where it's going round and they're actually talking about Democrats like that. And you're looking at it going, not a single person in that room looks like a Republican. Not yeah. one of them. You all look like it. Like, 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 I'm going to use it. You all look like Hollywood elites who have dressed up at what you think Republicans look like.
0: Yeah, no, no, I, I, that's totally fair. I mean, there, there's one bit as well where. Um, the, the mad arm is talking about the names of the trees and, and it's like, that one's Donald. He's an idiot. You know, yeah. and it's, it, it, it's just like, ha, 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 And just, you know, shut up. Like, well done. You you gave your intended audience a really, really, really easy laugh. Well done. Very clever. Um,
1: did, did, did you like the, 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 just hopping back for two seconds, Con School Island, of the opening kind of line of it? with the, um, we'll never see um, Washington in as much of a mess as this. Oh,
0: yeah, <laughs> which,
1: yeah. Which felt very much like a, <laughs> like a, right, this is the last fucking shot of the film, we've got to get this in.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, to- yeah no absolutely. Like, it was a reshoot done in December or something, and they, like, they just <laughs> yeah. and slip it in there. No, 100%, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, uh, going back to cafe it's not particularly yeah. clever it's not particularly funny it it's just it's an easy laugh but i quite enjoyed the fights um i like i thought they were outlandish and ridiculous and contrasted quite well with the uh with the rest of the film i and the i, I quite liked even though it's an acquired taste I like the way that the the hospital bed scenes just kind of repeated themselves and like the the this like with the first one it's really like i mean well they're both kind of tragic in what they are, but then the world around in them is so cynical and so uncaring that i i I thought there was a really interesting like you know your son's dead and your husband yeah. shot himself. And you've run out of money, so you know we would have pulled the plug on you after, after you know, if you hadn't have, like come around after the la- in the next couple of days. So, hooray! Yeah, I, I, the way that's kind of repeated the, the second time round, I d- quite enjoyed that on a kind of a dark primal level. I think maybe because I didn't particularly like the people. Um, it's weird. It's this film set in this like liberals' world and Republicans' world, where they're both as annoying as, as each other. Even though I do, I, you, I, you have to wonder how much of that is intended because this film is obviously made by Democrats, like you say. Yeah. Um, but I, I enjoyed my time with it, man. I'm sorry, I'm I'm sorry you didn't, but I had a, I had a good time with it. Um, but like God. I say, I can 100% see why you wouldn't.
1: Yeah, I think it, I, I, what was it? I enjoyed the first fight scene. I thought it was really cool. I, like you say, it goes for it. Um, it and it, it looked good. Uh, that. But then the second one just felt like it was the first one, but plus. And then by the time to the third one, I was just like, is this still happening? Um, and it, it, it felt like it went just that little bit too far on that one. I wanted a little bit more resolution. Because you could just, you could see it coming from the moment she goes, do you want to see my son? And he thought, oh, I shall wipe the video somehow. <laughs> oh, and then she's going okay, to have another fight." Fair enough. fair enough. So yeah, it wait, all, all just kind of s- sat a little bit. and I just felt, ah, it, 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 it was shouting its message too loud for me. <laughs>
0: I I agree that it shouts its message loud and isn't particularly decent at delivering that message but I thought the central performances were decent They I are very good scenes I, I I I laughed a few times during the film enough for the runtime um yeah you know I, I I I I thought it was all right I mean it's, I, I like it really, it's not really perfect it, but yeah
1: I think, I think the moment it really, really lost me was uh, the baby shower scene where Alicia Silverstone was just picking apart every single gift that they got. Uh, it was it was just... That felt a little bit too much, like... I don't know, it, it just... It was... Somebody in that room would have gone, oh, fuck off, to her in that. And I, and I, I was practically screwed. For God. And that, that was the point of the scene, but it's just, it didn't... it, it it irks me in the wrong way. I think is what I'll say
0: yeah. on that. You know, I, I think that's kind of intended, but I suppose if you, oh yeah, absolutely. If you aren't down for that, then that, that is going to be irritating. No, that's fair. That's fair. If somebody doesn't
1: want to make Fight Club with girls, I'd be perfectly fine to watch that and, and I'll send I'm it. Up, and that was the
0: description you fucking read, like that's terrible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I was so disappointed.
0: <laughs> All right. Fair enough
1: definitely not shit So yeah <laughs> that, that, that's fine i am as always i'm glad when other people get enjoy of stuff that I, that I i do um our audience i'm shit on that one it was it was it was not the film for me also uh our audience poll um definitely not shit 17 percent uh touching cloth 17 percent and shit 66 percent
0: fair enough um, okay, so hopefully there's some stuff you you, you actually enjoyed. Uh, so what else have you been watching this week, Bud?
1: Uh, I rewatched Magnificent Seven. Nice. Um, yeah, which I, I really really liked in the cinema. I think it was in my top ten uh, of last year. Um, I kind of shied away from rewatching it because I thought, hang on a minute, is it just that I got caught up in the whole cinematic experience of it? Because it is quite a big movie. Um, and am I going to be now watching? it uh on a smaller screen is going to lose a little bit of that panache uh, that was that was there when uh, when we watched it on the um, on the big screen and, and I'm glad to say I, I didn't uh, actually it's still um, it's it's still a very strong remake uh, I still think that the uh the final closing kind of 35 40 minutes, uh, is a battle scene which is great and you know it's not it's not a new thing to have a battle scene uh, be such a prominent part of your movie and have a battle scene be such a big ending to your movie but we've kind of got into the habit of it being one of those sort of CGI mass battle things for a while that it felt really cool that it was this kind of claustrophobic battle scene where you've got uh, a, a group versus a small group and you can kind of keep an eye on each individual person uh, of what's going on, and the fact that it's um, there's obviously you know, there's there's obviously CG there, but it's used in conjunction with real buildings that uh, have been rigged to to blow to make it look like bullets have been hitting them, which is always going to look better than a computer generated thing because it's, it is actually wood with specks of wood flying off it rather than zeros and ones flying off zeros and ones um and so that it, it feels more visual more, more real um i still think it's 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 a cracking um modern western uh, in a sense of it's a proper western it's not trying to hip-hop soundtrack everything
0: yep absolutely no, yeah i very much agree i'm looking forward to not being right in my chair next least i'm gonna watch it
1: yeah, you, you you were physically abused uh, last time you watched it, weren't you? So, yeah, it'd be quite nice to see what, what you think of it when you're not being um, chair-raped. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I, uh, also, I watched uh, the 1994 film Drop Zone, um, starring Wesley Snipes and Gary Busey. This is the first time i would seen this. I've never seen it before. Okay, um, I've I, I yeah. no idea why I see this is why it's a fucking weird one, um but I was kind of scrolling through um Sky um the um thrillers on Sky to see if there's something I watch, and I got to drop Zone and this this was what it said Wesley Snipes uh, goes up against Gary Busey uh who was skydiving. I was like that's it, I don't need to read anymore yeah. I don't need to know anymore. you had me at Gary Busey skydiving. <laughs> And Absolutely. So I like, next, q- 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 watch drops. Zone? She went, well, see if there's anything else. Like, okay. She went, I oh, will watch it. I was like, what, why? We- we'll- you want to see anything else? She said, the look of disappointment on your face. <laughs> and I said, well, we'll see if we can watch something else. Like, cool. Can we watch this? She went, yeah. And then she looked at me and she went, hang on a minute. Are you wanting to watch it because it's Gary Bootsy Skydiving? Yes. <laughs> that's exactly why I want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um i think you've seen drop zone
0: yeah like back in the day like but yes
1: yeah oh man drop zone is a lot of fun i i i, I thoroughly enjoy drop zone because not only is it a lot of fun it looks like every, it, it, it looks like an action action tennis kind of thrillery film where the people who made it looked like they were having fun <laughs> as well you know wesley stites looks like he's going holy shit i don't have a Clue what I'm doing with this skydiving stuff, but it's a lot of fun. Gary Busey looks like it, like every time he's done it, he's gone, Oh, in a plane! Out oh, in a plane! It's, oh, it, yeah, it's like, it's way too long. It's over 100 minutes long. It doesn't need to be over yeah, 100 minutes long. Yeah. I watched it five days ago and I cannot remember the plot at all. It was really confusing, needlessly confusing. I think Gary Busey is an ex-military guy and he's planning on stealing something from MI6 or the DA or something. Um, some list probably um, of all, all the covert operatives by skydiving on the building. And it just... It doesn't matter because it's Gary Busey skydiving. <laughs> that is all you need to know about Drop Zone and i thoroughly really enjoyed my time with it. Um I don't know why I'm rushing through these, but I kind of am. Um, Rewatch Gross Gross Point Blank, um, which, again, very much similar to um, whenever I watch High Fidelity. I remember remember Gross Point Blank coming out and it being like a weird kind of big deal. Um, And it being reviewed, like, almost like, you know, like now, we review something like, like, like John Wick or um, Drive or something like that in '97 when this came out, which is like fucking fuck, this film's 20 years old. That's insane. Um, that you know it, it's it, it was it, it was I their film for them. It, it, you know that you know it had Dan Aykroyd in it and it had John Cusack in it, who was only 30 I think when this film was made, which is fucking wow. insane. Yeah, John Cusack was 30 when this film was made, um, but. It was kind of that point where John Cusack was, he was, still a, he was still a big star, you know, and in the same year he had Con Air out, um, and it, I remember when it first came out, I remember renting it, watching it, and being a little bit, hmm, don't know what the big deal is. I remember enjoying it, but not getting what the big deal was, at like sort of 15, um, and then I would watching it like about... A couple of months later, I remember re reading it uh, a couple of months later because I thought, I've, I've got to know what the big deal is with this. I need to give it another um, another go. I watched it again, and I watched it really... I was after match the day at about a sort of quarter to twelve on a Saturday yeah. night. And fucking was like, oh, right, that's what it is. I caught my finger on it, but it just clicked that time round. And every time I re-watch it, I, I always can kind of remind the fact that this... it. it it's a film that I enjoy a lot more when I'm watching it rather than remembering about it. You know, if I remember it, I go back and go, oh, it's like a seven, eight out of ten movie Then I'm watching it, I'm going, this is a fucking nine out of ten movie. It is so fucking on the money with everything it's trying to do. And it kind of, it makes me lament the fact that we don't have that John Cusack anymore. We have, you know, fucking this weird John Cusack now, the fucking Nick Cade, Wixier sharing John Cusack. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't know, but I mean, he, every now and then he does the odd interesting thing. But, he does, like, yeah, you know,
1: Love and Mercy, you know, uh, was an interesting movie. Maps the Stars, it was good. Uh, um, Grand Piano, he was in. Uh, I didn't get on with the paper, but it was fucking interesting at least.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, yeah, like, no, it's...
0: It, 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 yeah, it's... I, Yeah, I don't know, it, it just... How old, I've mean, I, I got to ask, how old were you when you when you first watched Chris Point Blank then?
1: Uh, about 15 probably
0: yeah okay fair enough It may, yeah maybe it wouldn't quite resonate as much it. yeah yeah no yeah.
1: absolutely I, I think that was that, that was that was totally it I think it's why in the same reason um, why I, for a long amount of years I didn't get on with High Fidelity um, that came out when I was about 18 um, and I didn't get on with it for years uh, and now every time I watch it now I'm I, I more and more kind of go I get this <laughs> I get this more. I not only do I get it, I sympathise with it more, Uh, and I kind of almost look at it and go, "Yeah, I can kind of dig what's going on there," (laughs) Uh, which is fucking strange. Uh, But yeah, you go back through sort of John Cusack, and when he's on, and he's absolutely on point, he's he's so charismatic and engaging. It's 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 scary, you know, how good he can be at being sort of John Kusaki. it's it's you just I wish you'd do more like that and less you know of these straight to VOD bullshit things that he does that that many of them seem to do you know they all seem to get caught in this strange little fucking wheelhouse where they'll do you know there'll be a certain actor who'll do about four or five films that you can barely differentiate between themselves um and, you know, you'll have Nick Cage will do four in a year and then John Cusack will do four in a year then Cuba, Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. will do four in a year. And it, it, it's a fucking weird place for more to be. It seems like he's got more kind of cachet in the bank than, 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 than you know, he should have, than, than, than that would kind of go for. Uh, and also, Mini Driver is, he, he should have had a bigger career than she did. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'd agree with that.
1: Uh, final one. Uh, that I, I watched uh, this week was—I'm uh, not going to talk too much about the film uh, as such. We use it as a segue to talking about something else. Thought I'd just broken my chair then, but I haven't. Um, <laughs> that big crack you heard was my fear at thinking I'm going to fall now, aren't I? Um, <laughs> so so no. on uh, Thursday morning, well, last last Sunday uh, I was working. Um, And at the moment, the Pitch House Cinemas are doing, uh, as part of their Vintage Sundays, they're doing a De Niro and Scorsese um, season. So they're showing um, all of the well, not all of them, but I I think it is actually all of them, all of the De Niro and Scorsese uh, collaborations. Um, And this week, it was good for and um I was working so I couldn't go and see it. And then uh, I saw a tweet go out from the saying that it was actually gonna be screening on Thursday morning as well and I realised shit, I'm off work Thursday morning. I I have to go now. So Off I tried at quarter two, uh for a quarter to eleven showing on Thursday morning of Goodfellas, thinking it'd be I'd get there and it'd be in screen three. It wasn't, it's in screen one, so the big screen. And my usual, and I, I might have spoken about it, so if, if long term listeners, I apologise for this. But my kind of like routine that I have in the cinema is I buy myself a drink, um, be it a coffee or uh, um, a vitamin water or something, but I won't touch it until there's an hour left in the movie uh, because I know that's how long I can, my tiny girl bladder can, can handle it. Um, but I do not have that with good fellas because fuck it, I know all the bits where I can go, where I can whip off from peeing. Because it's fucking Goodfellas. I've seen it like 20, 30 times. So I did that, and I was a little bit hungry, so I got myself some um, espresso and caramel popcorn, which was four fucking pounds, and it wasn't a big fucking box. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm there, and I'm excited to come see fucking Goodfellas on the big screen. Um, and it, the credits are rolling, I'm drinking my coffee and everything like that, and I already feel like I need a little bit of pee, but I've already at the moment I'm going to go for a pee in the movie and all that um, and where I sit um, is if you imagine you the seats screen. you walk in uh, under part of the seating area and you walk up so there's a big bit that runs down the middle and it's almost like a shape where there's a few rows at the back that over cover the, the, the entrances uh, and I sit right in front of that so I've got no seats in front of me uh, and I've, you've got a little bit more leg room and so I'm sat there, and the fucking title card comes up, um, and I felt myself leaning forward, um, and the, the the credits started rolling for Goodfellas, and it's it's the white lettering, and it's making that noise, um, and I, I could feel it. I could feel it happening. I could feel myself, my mouth actually physically dropped open, and I'm now leaning forward just holding up my coffee with my mouth wide open and uh, practically fucking paralyzed as this movie starts. And uh, they're driving along in the car, anything like that, and it goes through that, and then you get the the freeze frame of him stood with the boot open, everything goes to red, and then Goodfellas comes up in red. And for about 20 minutes, I was just completely fucking mesmerized by this film that I've seen dozens of times. You know, I, I only watched it like about six seven months ago um i didn't catch all of it i caught in like two bits um and i was completely fucking mesmerized by how ridiculously fucking good this movie is um and although by about quarter of an hour 20 minutes in i I kind of did need to go to the toilet my body just went yeah that ain't happening (laughs) you can fucking forget about that and so that just completely went away um, and I don't want to talk about Good photos. everyone knows about Good photos. it's fantastic, uh, but it's the strange thing is, I came out of it thinking, right, you know, I, we see between us, you know, quite a lot of movies at the cinema every year, um, and we, we always kind of, we look at it, and we grade them as uh, out of five, and, you know, most years, I would say, I see at least, at least three or four, five out of five movies at the cinema, um, so last year we, we saw a few you know, I, I put La Land up there I think uh, How the High Water was up there Nice Guys were up there as, as 5 out of 5 movies and I, I wouldn't change that and Goodfellas is a 5 out of 5 movie without question but there's a big difference between a, a 5 out of 5 movie of something let's say Nice Guys for instance and Goodfellas which is a 5 out of 5 movie but is also in my top 10 movies of all time It's it's staggering how good this movie is to see in the cinema. It just made me go, right, I'm now even more confused and more fucking conflicted about something that I've asked for for years. I've asked for, for years, the idea that the same time that someone's released at the cinema... I can just fucking watch it at home and I'll pay to watch it at home and I'll pay 30 quid if I have to sit and watch it at home and now Netflix are giving me the, the, the what, will be, what will be the last De Niro and Scorsese movie. What might even be a possibility might even be Martin Scorsese's final movie. You know, there's a very real possibility that, that he might go, do you know what, that's it, that's my last feature film. I don't have it in me, you know, you could see that certainly happening. And it's not just a movie that's just come out, you know, that's just just come out of the scene. It's been a movie that's been spoken about, they've been talking about doing since, like, the mid-90s, since before Casino came out, they've been talking about um, getting together to tell this story. Um, And now it's happening. I can get it the day it fucking comes out. I can watch it. I can watch it at whatever time I want in the comfort of my own home. I don't have to worry about somebody texting uh, during it. I don't have to worry about somebody eating really loud near me or somebody talking near me or somebody smelling near me or any of that. I don't have to worry about projection issues or any of that at all. I get to sit down and watch it and I make my own event time for it. But I don't get to see on the big screen. I don't get to see Martin Scorsese's final film, which he obviously feels so passionate about and feels so ready that he needs this to do it and this to do it and this to do it. And the only place that he could get that was Netflix. And I can't see it on the big screen. I, I, I'm so fucking conflicted about it that it, 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 it's genuinely... Worrying me that I might that what if I watch it and it's brilliant and I go shit why couldn't I see that in a cinema and I just and I know they probably will end up doing you know special screenings not a release but bang no, they will. there you go they will they well, will
0: they Do special will. screenings the, week, the, weekend, yeah. the weekend it's on Netflix it will be in independent cinemas all over the fucking place
1: yeah well, that, that's that's it I, I I'd be very surprised. I'd be gosh-macked if, if they don't. Um, but it's fine for that. But then I started thinking, well, hang have a minute. I'd probably never get to see Mute on a quick screen, the Duncan Jones movie. But I would go and watch that at the cinema. But if Netflix weren't paying for it, it probably won't get made. And it, it it's... It's that uneasiness um, with the... Because Netflix are literally throwing money at these guys because they've got it to throw at them. Mm. Why not? You know, there's such a... The actual... The trailer for Bright uh, that I was speaking about earlier, the little 30-second um, sting that, that for Bright actually says um, available in and then crosses out in and then writes on yeah. Netflix. And I thought oh fuck you <laughs> oh god I don't I, And I, I, the thing is I wrote a thing about it for the website and was going to post it on Thursday and I've had to completely fucking rewrite it after I saw Goodfellas on the big screen and then when I went to see Kong there was fucking people chatting like three rows behind me and it made me go but what happens if I came to see The Irishman and that was happening behind me I'd be yeah. thinking oh Gosh fucking home i to watch this at fucking home. What I want is cinemas to allow me to rent out the entire screen to myself. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it's fucking strange. But what I will say is, Goodfellas, big screen, incredible. Uh, and always, I say every time I go to see one of these retro screenings, I need to make a point of going to see more of them. I know... Um, I Can't see Raging Bull, it's on Sunday, and I'm working tomorrow, so I can't do Raging Bull. Uh, but I've already seen Taxi Driver on the big screen, but King of Comedy next week. Uh, I will not mind doing uh, I think I'm probably going to do Cape Fear, um, and Casino as well, just so I can go. Do you know what? I had the chance to see these Martin Scorsese, and um, you, you know, who without question is my favourite director I had the chance to see these films on the big screen and I fucking took it because I nearly didn't go to Goodfellas and I would never have known what I was fucking missing
0: Fair play yeah I don't know. I think rep screenings are going to be becoming more of a thing to be fair um... yeah I mean, just like to satisfy audiences like ourselves as well. I mean, I would love to see Goodfellas on the big screen, um, but I could. I've got it on iTunes. I I don't know. It's 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 a weird one, man. I mean, like it just. I don't really care where I consume my media at this point. I'm I'm just as happy watching a fucking film on my phone as I am on my TV, uh, like or or on my MacBook. I don't really care. I, I I mean, I, for something like Silence, I suppose I would. And for something like The Irishman, you know, I, I think I probably would as well. But I, I don't know. It, it's, I, I, I just, I, I don't It's not such a big factor for me to get so bothered about these days just because there is so much re- readily accessible. Would I prefer to see The Irishman in the cinema or on Netflix? Yeah, in the cinema. But like you say, the shit munches around could ruin it for you. I mean, like when I went to see Silence, there was two people talking really loudly, and it took me and another separate woman to tell them to shut the fuck up for it to actually register with them. Mm. And that was silence, for fuck's sake! You know, it's that which is a film as tailor-made specifically for an audience who actually want to watch the film, watch it as you could possibly get.
1: Yeah. So, it, 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 like you say, you don't expect that for silence. Come, you can kind of expect it. But for something like silence, you just wouldn't expect it. What is also weird is I went to see a retro screening of a film that is 27 years old. Uh, and I went to see a film that was released this year uh, in the space of two days. And both of them had Samuel L. Jackson in them. <laughs> yeah, good call. It, it was it was strange, but yeah. But that's, that's funny. Funny. yeah, that's funny. Um, These retro screens people look out for because if it's something that is anywhere near, I would say your top twenty-five films, and you've never seen it on the big screen, it's always worth it for that experience of seeing it on the big screen. Is it better than seeing it at home? No, but it's, it, is, it is. No matter what, you can say it's a different visual experience um, seeing it on a on a big screen. Certainly. Especially, especially because Scorsese's a director who started making films before, before home media existed. You know, before when the only way to watch a film was in the cinema, really. You know, that's when, that's when Scorsese fell in love with film. That's when Scorsese started making film. Um, and, you know, he's, he's still chairman of the uh, National Film Register, I think, isn't he? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, um, you know, and a a very strong advocate, put his own money into the you know the restoration of certain um, historical films that he, you know that that he want that he feels need to be restored. Um, still a strong advocate of using film, etc., and all these things. It, it, it's it's such a strange thing that he's the guy who's going to make his possibly magnum opus for Netflix.
0: But, like you say, man, like, Paramount were behind it and they got skittish by the sounds of it and Netflix swooped in, so would that's you it. prefer Scorsese to be able to fulfill his vision or absolutely. potentially not do it at all? That is it. Abs- man. A- a- absolutely. That's the,
1: that's where the, the, the huge kind of inner conflict is. It is,
0: would I prefer to
1: not have these movies uh, and have that? It's the fuck. All it, it highlights is the game's changing. Um and the reason why the, the, the reason why Scott has taken this move to Netflix is for one simple thing. And it, it's not it, it's not money in his pocket. It's not he he's a he's a very rich guy in his fucking seventies. I don't think he's doing it for a fucking paycheck. He's doing it because they're going to give him However much you need, to. if if this movie, if he's sent out with Netflix today, so it's going to cost hundred million dollars, and he turns around to Netflix and says, six months into fucking production, actually it's going to cost one hundred and twenty million dollars, they're going to go, oh fucking hell, they'll just go. I think we've got. I think I think I might have that in my wallet actually. Yeah, there you go. There's twenty million. Do you know how much fucking money we're making? It's insane. No really, do you know? Because we don't know. They just keep bringing it in trucks. Nice. that's what's happening and also they're literally saying to him I want to make the Irishman yeah alright um, go make it now alright and how long how long do I have final cut what nothing no what are you saying to about final cut no no at all alright cool so just give a shout when it's finished then alright will do and that seems to be Netflix's thing and then they're going off going hey look we've got that into going to with me. look how fucking cool we are and do you know what? You are fucking cool. You are really fucking cool. But please show in the cinema. <laughs>
0: they will. They, they, they will, man. Like the chains won't. The the, the chains won't have it. But it will be on in the indies. Picture house, you'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Go on, then. What are you be watching this week? Don't Apart worry. from uh, about Zelda hanging off a what is it? A cliff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fucking waiting for that rain to fucking stop. Um, <laughs> so uh, I I watched Patriots Day a couple of weeks back and forgot to talk about it. Um, that, that sounds fucking, good. Yeah, I don't know, man. That fucking film, like Mark Wahlberg, is a composite of, of like five or six different people from real life, but it's just Mark Wahlberg basically almost. It's almost like if the Boston Marathon bombings were a roller coaster ride, he'd be in the front seat. It's <laughs> really weird. Like he's there when the bombings happen. He's there when um, the FBI are fucking striding in, saying we're going to take over, and he gives them a piece of his mind. He's there when uh, the shootout with the one guy happens. You know, it's it's. It, you know and it's like he's determined and whatnot and yeah i understand that but hmm first 20 minutes or so is basically a roll call of guess which one of these people's going to die um which, which <laughs> is just mental um uh, just uh and there are bits of comedic relief in there which are I, god there is J.K. Simmons apprehends one of the suspects, and then says something like, "I picked the rock that, like, I I should give up smoking." Like, you know, like he's knackered and whatnot, and says I should give up smoking. It's like, yeah, all right, you're making a nice little joke to yourself when you've just apprehended one of the guys who did the Boston Marathon bombings. I, th- it just, it feels like this weird side world where it's kind of America rah 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 but is two percent more subtle than that in some ways but fifty percent less in others and it's a, it's a fucking weird film and I I, I, I don't know I'm not I'm not too sure how respectful it is of the of the, the the situation and how much it's a docudrama that wants to have people in Boston cinemas standing up and applauding and laughing at the Boston jokes. Uh, it it uh, it was a I I it was fine, but I could see why it didn't really get any attention at a, like a couple at award season. It it felt like an award season play that just no, nah, no. Nah. So there's that. And, it,
1: it, uh, it, it did feel a little bit like it was desperate to be an award season movie that never actually happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. I mean like Jesus Christ out of the two films, Peter Berg had out last year, deep water rising by a fucking mile. um, Mm. and funnily enough you're talking about Netflix films uh, I watched two Netflix originals um, so oh, well, well Netflix originals they were released like they were bought by Netflix or whatever but um, so I watched yeah. Nathan Blair's uh, writer director debut the um, star of oh Green yeah and one of the, the the folks in Green Room so uh, yeah I don't feel at home in this world anymore um, yeah I, uh, the I got
1: halfway through it
0: oh really okay um yeah i
1: mean i yeah i wasn't not liking it is what i'll say i was just very tired uh about halfway through it and thought right i'm gonna pick this up another day and then i'm not picked up <laughs>
0: yeah no i mean yeah. I, I i think you should um it's i mean it's not it's not amazing don't get me wrong um but i thought it was a pretty solid time um yeah, I, I, maybe we'll talk. More, we'll talk about that when, once you've once you've watched the rest.
1: Um, yeah, because that's it. I wasn't. I, I definitely wasn't not liking it uh, or anything like that. I, I was getting on with it all right. Uh, it's just, just there's been. I've not had that kind of spur to go. Oh, I need to watch I need to watch the end of that. I just kind of yeah, a few days went by and I've chance to watch a film. And then by the time I got back out watching films, it was something else. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Okay, well, yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, But, uh, yeah, the other one I watched was um, I Am... uh, Fucking hell. It's another weird title, long title. I Am The Pretty Thing That Lives In The House?
1: Yeah, I am, yeah.
0: Is that what it's called?
1: I Am The Pretty Thing That Lives In The House, yeah. It's directed by the same person who directed uh, February, I believe.
0: Directed what?
1: Uh, February.
0: Oh, that thing, right? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I've been meaning to watch that, but maybe I won't after this. Sure. Um, sure. So, yeah. Um,
1: I, I'll tell you something about i and the Pretty Things that lived in the house in a second after you after you spoke about it.
0: Okay. Um, pardon me. Sorry. Um, it's a it's a fucking slog. It's like it. It's a really, really slight story. It's basically Ruth Wilson plays a a nurse who moves (laughs) into the home of an old author. Um, And she gets easily frightened. And it's established pretty fucking early on that there's a presence in the house. And it is scenes of Ruth Wilson... Speaking over on occasion creepy images. And then her walking around the house. And being scared by something. And then it slowly fades to black. Slowly fades back up. And every now and then Bob Balaban's in it. And is talking to her. And she's talking about how the house has a mould problem. And then it fades down... Fades back up again. And then there's a scene where they attempt to scare. It kinda works, and then it fades down again. Fades back up. And it's basically this for 90 minutes. Um and the the thing is, I don't and I don't think this is in Ruth Wilson's performance. I think it's it's, it's how she's told to act. She's really, really stiff. And it's It's weird. There's nothing in her character on the pa- on paper that makes you not like her, but she's so stiff and kind of seemingly unfeeling but also very skittish, but like not charming with it or anything like she talks to herself a lot and it's not like charming, it's just kind of like just fucking either get out the house or die one or the other please just get on with it um and i i it just it kind of annoyed me but there's a pretty fucking good scare like about 15 minutes to go that probably added half a star for me to be honest and it's sustained um it's it's like if house of the devil was made by Someone who was really fucking boring. But then,
1: an Andy amazing... Perkins saw him there. Yeah, um, Anthony
0: yeah, Perkins saw no, it. Um, but then for one scene, got Lucky. James Wan in. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I can see that.
0: Like it's. It's that, um, yeah. It's not great. I'm, it kind of came on Netflix without much fanfare, and it doesn't really seem like that many people saw it. And I, I, I'm kind of not surprised about either, to be honest. Um, yeah, I was I was intrigued by I, I was intrigued by it going in. I got half an hour in. I was like, I could very easily switch this off and just not come back to it if it was. I think it's about ninety-five minutes long. If it was any longer than that, I probably would have just not bothered watching the rest of it. But I did. It's not a treadmill film. I fucking say that. If it was a treadmill film, I would wound up falling asleep and fucking smacking my head. Um, <laughs> did I watch anything on the treadmill this week? I watched. I, I watched a bit of. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Uh, in uh, on the treadmill this week, and that worked all right.
1: Yeah, I, I could see that could be a, could be a treadmill film.
0: Yeah. So there you go. Um, I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. Don't watch it. Don't don't waste don't waste yeah. your time. Yeah. Anyway, well, the thing is,
1: I watched it.
0: it. Oh, you watched it. I watched
1: it? it. I watched it about a month ago. Right. Did you talk I, about I, I, it? I watched. No. Do you know why I didn't talk about it? Hmm. Because I can't remember a single fucking thing about it. Wow. Okay. At all. And I, I wasn't wasn't drunk. Wasn't a drunk watch at all uh, I didn't fall asleep anything watched it watched it and have you ever seen that um, Derren Brown show that he did where he actually hypnotised the audience and yeah. half the people who saw it don't actually remember seeing it yeah, literally yeah. like that happened I, I I know I watched it I put it on it, it, it is referenced in my Netflix because you watched blah blah blah, blah right don't remember it don't remember uh
0: Please. That's All fascinating. Right. I it just yeah, I'm, really I, the thing is, I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm really not surprised. Um, yeah, I, it just it's really inert and just nothing. Just nothing happens. Um, and I. I the, 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 but the thing is, I can kind of see what they're going for, though, because like when she's like talking, and it's these like blurred, Im- like like blurry images. And it kind of feels, see it's like um with like old photographs where people say there's ghosts in them it it, it hmm. almost kind of looks like those or something and it's totally going for a modern day gothic haunted house film feel
1: yeah
0: but just in it's it just it's not there and maybe if the character was more likable I, I mean like you know um Jocelyn uh, Donahue I think it's in House of the Devil she's likable you know she's yeah. You know you you you're sympathetic towards her, um, I mean fuck I mean how's the devil had that one scene where she has the music on and you know at least it's and she's dancing around at least there's something like that. This it is literally Ruth Wilson walking around a house saying stuff slowly and looking at mold. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fascinating. That that is fascinating. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's it's really weird. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that is that is bizarre. Uh, okay, so um, we've got no um, we've got no emails. Have we got any Twitter questions? I think we,
1: we do, do indeed, yeah. Give me two seconds and I shall just grab them. Uh Uh we have one here. I think we have two. I'll have a lot. Uh What movie character slash baddies slash beasties would you want to most want to see blown up to King Kong slash Godzilla size for a face off?
0: I don't know. I mean, like Jason Voorhees, blown blown up to that size would be as long as this machete goes up that size as well. um...
1: Jason Voorhees. Jason Voorhees. Right at Camp Crystal Lake. When run down and everything like that uh, facing off against John Rambo
0: oh that would be good
1: yeah Jason Voorhees is Godzilla size John Rambo is just John Rambo size but John Batman. Rambo knows looking terrain doesn't he
0: Jason no, that's true Jason Voorhees versus Val Kilmer's Batman
1: <laughs> is it Bulky was Batman the same size? Like Godzilla size. <laughs> or oh, is he No is same he just size.
0: size? No, same size. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd be up for that. Directed
0: by Joel Schumacher, it'd be amazing. Of
1: course. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine's directed right by what's it, Cosmatas. So just George. P. Know, P. George P. Matters. <laughs> yes directed by whoever happened to be most senior on set that day it's very good <laughs> yeah that's a good one that one <laughs> I, I i think we have another one but i can't actually find it so we might not i might have just imagined that we had another one i just see if it accidentally came to me rather than to that no that was the other question now yeah uh, oh, Will right? Downs, uh, average, average username, uh, just commenting on the fact that uh, I put out the poll for Corn Island, you Island, watched it yesterday, very silly, really enjoyed it, B-movie awesomeness. Oh, I, know man, a, I know Will is a good lad as well.
0: Good shit. Uh, um, Yeah. So, next week is episode 200, we haven't arranged anything for it, so well done us. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, um, what we covered Oh get out. It'll be get out work. Yeah, we'll do get out, eh? Uh yeah. Looking yeah. forward to that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I very much have, you know, I know it's 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 kind of uh it seems a little bit like the hype machine has been in, in, thought, in full force for it. Yeah. But uh but yeah, and I'm I'm still
0: still holding out hope.
1: Is it also Beauty and the Beast next week as well?
0: It is indeed, yeah. Could that's yeah, I could try and see both.
1: I I might see what I can do. I'm, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by Beauty and the Beast, I must admit.
0: Well, it's Dan Stevens, man. Come on now. It's going to be done.
1: That's it. That literally is one of the reasons why I can't really see it is for Dan Stevens, to be honest. You know, I think it's cool the fact that he's, you know, he's taken that on and he's not really wanting his name to be out there too much associated with it because he doesn't want people to be seeing him when they're actually seeing the Beast and things like that. It's pretty... You know, it's he's an interesting guy. Is what I'll say.
0: Very nice. We shall see what we should uh, what we can do. Uh, that is going to do it. I'm, i I'm, I think Lottie's probably going to be bouncing off the walls until like eleven o'clock. Now she's fucking waking up, so I better uh, go downstairs. You got to go on holiday. Well,
1: yes, I do, which is going to be awesome. I'll be nice. watching a lot of movies as well. I'm on holiday, so
0: good shit. So, yeah, like, I'm, that's, that's I'm, cool. I'm, I'll probably still be fucking playing Zelda, so. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And uh, that is going to do it for this week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Sorry, my brain, uh, my brain turned too much for a second there. Thank you very much for listening, folks. Uh, hope you have a good week, and we'll speak to you soon. See
1: you soon, guys, Bye.
0: Bye-bye.